0: It's red. It's stone, and it's the summer hour. We're out here enjoying the beautiful weather, laying on the beach, having the waves crash slowly onto my toes as I kick back with two beautiful white women on my left and my right side, basking in the beautiful music that is Igor. Are you Rick Ross? I feel like yeah. I feel like <laughs> 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 who's the who would be the most? Uh, no, actually, ASAP Rocky. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. ASAP Rocky would be the one most like, Rick Ross would disappear on the beach of two fucking Big Macs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't dox us, Ross, Ross fans. I am trying to get you out of here. <laughs> Dude, we've come to a point, and I'll, I'll say this really quickly. When people have opinions, and they now know how to get in contact with us. <laughs> <laughs> so now I got to watch what I say. Da, da,
0: da. <laughs>
1: anyway, people, how's it going out there? <laughs> Hope your day is well. Da, da, da. Um, yo, it's not summer here, by the way. Like, oh
0: yeah, it's it's but it's summer-ish. It's it's cold, it's, it's humid because we've had some shots. You when that it's it's been so rainy. So when that temperature goes up, it's gonna yeah, be a wrap in New York City. It's gonna but, be just swamp uh, ass everywhere.
1: I know. I, I like I'll count my blessings. Yeah, but uh, speaking of somebody who I don't know, not counting their blessings. <laughs> I don't know what they're counting. I mean, I'm I'm sure Taylor Swift is counting. The dollars Scrooge McDuck style, but her accountant's kind of like, "Hey, you might have to cut back <laughs> <laughs> on that, you know, helicopter this year." <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's actually kind of interesting. And I know we talked about this before, but like, Taylor Swift dropped like two tracks, and
0: nobody's talking about it. Yeah, no, it's it's, and the thing is, don't get me wrong; those tracks did quote unquote well. But it didn't quote unquote well for like a new popping artist. Yeah. For somebody at Taylor Swift's level, those two tracks were duds. And it's interesting because it's somebody where if there's anything the music industry could always catch count on, is Taylor Swift coming out <laughs> with an album <laughs> and saving all their baby mama slash cocaine slash you know triple summer houses and fucking cancun money. <laughs> and it's kinda interesting to kind of see another pop star flop after we've seen a bunch of pop stars flop. Yeah. From Katy Perry to like, you know, Miley Cyrus is not exactly, you know, Nobody's buzzing about her. Nope. Like it's it's in this weird space of where, like you know, outside of some of your, your, I mean, maybe like you could argue like you know, like Bieber still has some songs up there periodically, but those are mostly called a collabs and like off one-off hits. So it's it's in a weird space of where like the pop guards are kind of dying, and it's kind of this weird influx switch over where who knows, you know, the only one probably I guess we have a clear sign at is probably Ariana Grande. Everybody else is up for fucking grass.
1: Yeah, but I mean, there's a clear kind of division, and I'll say it, it's racialized, right? Like Ariana Grande embraced hip-hop. Yep. Taylor Swift, Katy Perry have not. Yep. And or, like when they did, it, it was a flop. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I was
0: like, was, how, 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 how do, you, do we not forget Katy Perry featuring Juicy J? <laughs> What that did for the culture? Uh, yo, Kendrick was in, on the Taylor track. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. We for like, I think even Kendrick wants to forget that.
1: <laughs> I don't call that embracing hip hop. You know what I mean, people. Uh, but no, yo, it's, it's actually kind of interesting because like I suffered through this this Brave like man. This, this Taylor Swift song Brave man. only for the people because I know all you all you brothers out there want to hear my opinions on Taylor Swift, but. <laughs> You know that song. Both of those songs are like corny as fuck. Yeah, right. They're corny as fuck, and they sound like 2003.
0: Yes, and, and I yeah. yeah, and I think it's the biggest problem with Taylor Swift is the idea of where she's obviously she's you know she started off as a country artist and she's not as mega pop star. So there has been a transition in her sound over the years, but it's gotten like these last two records are just kind of lifeless. And the thing is, you know. And don't get me wrong, the, the, the rain on the top for in any popular music is short, relatively. Of you course. know, But it's interesting because at least the people who've kind of been able to kind of ride that wave, like you know how Madonna dropped the album this year, I mean this, this week also? Like something like that, they've been able to reinvent themselves, find things to kind of do. Taylor Swift hasn't really reinvented herself as opposed to become more and more Taylor swift if that yeah. makes more sense. And then so we're at this weird intersection where, like, you know, because I remember when Reputation came out last time, you know, it was all gothic fronts, I mean, gothic fonts, and she's wearing fucking pleather, and she's this badass chick, but no, nobody's really buying it. And it's like nobody really buys, you know, nobody really buys a, a hip-hop tailor. Nobody really buys a hard rock tailor. She's in this weird space. Like, even like a Miley Cyrus to a certain extent, still cornball. So get me wrong, but I've seen Miley Cyrus do, uh, like, a rock song. And she's got good pipes. I, Miley Cyrus had, you know, maybe not the greatest of bops when she was doing shit with Michael Made It. But they were passable songs the same way, like, Bad Barbie has those tracks out now that, you know, that are much better than you expect, but aren't really that good. Apparently those tracks are fire. I need to, like... With Bad them. Barbie? Yeah. You yeah, know, it's so sad. They're actually like, fucking... And her. The props like, to her Ghost Riders... Cause her ghostwriters have given her some like hard it's they're hard shit. Like it's that's the weird thing about it. They aren't giving her like some crossover trap shit. They're giving her like yo, like like I'm out here in the house to like to this day. To this day I'm out <laughs> here flipping <laughs> these birds. So it's weird hearing her, and then like, you know, and then there's a there's, there's one song, I think it was uh Tory Lane's.
1: Yeah, oh word.
0: Where even he's dropping like push a T tea lines. So it's like what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> so whoever her ghost whoever whoever the manager is. You, you're, you're wasting your talents. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's so funny. Like the algorithm did not show me the like any bad Barbie, but like five people said, yo, you might want to hear this. Yeah. No, it's the the most.
0: And like I said, it's not, she's got zero talent, but for some reason, whoever her manager and whoever is putting that shit together, you're, you need to come over to, you know, holler at fucking Drake, (laughs) like your talents are getting wasted in that corner of the world. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Rick Ross could use you definitely. You know what I'm saying? It's this? anyway, but like I said, it's weird because she's in a space of where she can't. She she represents such a, a such a pristine version of whiteness. Yes. She can't be unwhite even when she does things you know that are woke. Like like how this new track is basically focused on LGBT representation, and you know online all takedowns are just like we don't really need this performative whiteness, and then like from white publications going at her for being like insincere about it. So it's weird where she's in this point of where she's set up the brand so much. She's damned if she do, damned if she she don't. But, and
1: and, you know, I'm not going to be sorry for Tony Swift, but it's just kind of like, she's kind of stuck. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I mean, she she is who she is. Like, and I feel like Maybe she's owning it now,
0: but the culture is just, like, not there anymore. Yeah, and she's somebody. And she should just do Vegas. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, in a Drake and like, Lady Gaga type way. Yeah, no. Like, you've got enough hits. Go out there. Do that. Keep your little paper popping here and there. Maybe it's time for the move into like, the I'm the esteemed elder of this pop shit type. Yeah. But, like, for new hitting songs, like you said, there's a reason why she's flopping. And, like, like have you seen Etchian's new fucking album list? Like, no. what it looks like? Dog, it looks like a fucking mixtape. It's got like fucking. I have to bring this bitch up. But but,
1: but yeah, and that's that's. I mean, was that's the thing though? Like 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 you have like these artists <laughs> who are still in the pop world, but they embrace what sells, and hip hop
0: is the thing that sells. You know, hip hop is the new pop. Yeah, and and, and 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 if you don't line up with that, you get left in the yeah, wayside.
1: Yeah, or even like somebody who like Billie Eilish, who like is pop i mean taylor needs to get on Billie eilish's level but like she's all this she's like the subgenre of like whatever but also just like hangs out with like fucking Tyler creator yeah,
0: and, you know and even in her songs there's certain things like and you said how they, even in her, the new album t- t- tones it down a little bit there's still signifiers yeah hip-hop signifiers taylor swift stuff is lily fucking white and, oh, it's, oh, and yeah. it's a hard place to be yeah all right so so here check it out so ed sheeran so here's the collaborators on it. You ready for this? Okay. Cardi B. Okay. Bruno Mars. Travis Scott. Her. Meek Mill. What? <laughs> so it's like, yo, he's just dropping a fucking mixtape mixtape. Damn, son. So it's weird. And so like it's, and, and like I said, he's somebody where it's, it's the idea of where, and you know what it is too? The bigger idea is to be a pop artist to be a pure uh, like a long-lasting pop artist you have to be a polymath yeah you know michael jackson you know definitely has you know he has straight pop songs he had r&b songs he even had dirty diana which is a rock song it, that, like i think the idea of where once i can't even say it started from madonna but like once you had the idea of where to be a pop star you have to be this musical polymath where you've got to keep it you know 70 percent pop but thirty percent from somewhere, yeah. you know, like if if it's if it's the '80s, it's hair metal or new wave. Yeah. If it's the '90s, it's grunge. Yeah. If it's fucking now, it's hip hop. You've got to be able to kind of add these kind of aspects. And I think the idea of a pure, even even the Abba, was basically you know even that pure popness, the way we kind of like this sugary saccharine, just fucking just pure diabetes on hearing. That was still mired in disco, you know. There was still a, a yeah. level of black music there, kind of pulling it in there. So it's weird because Taylor Swift's in the corner of where she's just so boring and white. Yeah. There's nothing she can do. Like this, and there's nothing that, like like you'll never hear like 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 it's and going back to the idea of old town road and how country's kind of going into the metamorphosis. Like she can even do that because she's so yeah. away from that world. You know what yeah. I'm saying? She can even slide into the back door that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just. I and again, like it's, it's really interesting when you you, you see that, that Ed Sheeran thing, you know, <laughs> but like that, that, that even just like from, from what that, you know, just reading the text, Ed Sheeran's willing to embrace this. He's also willing to embrace the fact that having fucking Travis Scott on a track is going to get you streams Yeah, and it's going to be like, you know, this is. You know, not every track is going to hit, but one of these songs is going to get playlisted on Rap Caviar. <laughs> Taylor Swift has always been the anti-streaming, right? yeah, she's been the anti-all of that, and the anti-John. Like she wants to play in her bu- her bubble, she wants to do all of these things. Like she's the anti—I don't know. Like I mean, she's just anti. She's like- the anti-Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dum dum uh, But no, I mean, you know, she's just not into that, and. Again, like this is what you have to do. Like the world has changed. Like you have to be able to play around like all these genres. Like you know, like there's a like you, you know you, you gotta put like Jay Balvin on a track.
0: Yeah, I was say, like I'm saying, like something Spanish. It's like and, it's, and these aren't hard things. Like look at goddamn Diplo. Diplo's whole fucking dip everything Diplo's done is from the idea of stealing from somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this this is not a new idea. This is an idea that's been decades in the making. These are these are ideas that. You know, you're Janet Jacksons, You're your, even your fucking Beatles. You know what I'm saying? So the idea of where you've got to sit there and it's like, all right, I am just going to become this pure version of this pure pop, like, you know, pop, you know this pure pop fucking princess without realizing that pop music really is popular music for a reason. Yeah. And you've got to draw from other forms of popular music. Yeah. You're just, you're just done to lose. And I think she... This is something where I feel like she could have, like, fixed this shit maybe, like, you know, maybe pre-Kanye or even maybe a little bit afterwards. But now it's just like, you know... It's, it, we're in a world where you know face tattoos and trap beats are fucking you know everywhere. There's no no way you can kind of yeah. run away from hip hop. So I you know I I, I post this
1: in my in our in the notes. Um, I wonder what she does, right? Like like does she just wait it out? Because at some point where this whole woke thing is going to dry out, we're going to get tired of being woke. We just want some bubble gum. We want some escapism. Like wait out for like for two years, or should she like just? Take that hard right,
0: and like see what happens. Maybe just like drop some shit on SoundCloud. <laughs> but that's the thing. I. Just, but and I would agree with you. I think. I think. And it's. And it's. It's a sad thing about when you're that famous. You're kind of an institution. So I, I guess the idea is that there's so much money. Like so. T- like Taylor Swift Inc. Is you know hundreds of millions of dollars. And yeah. it's not hundreds of million dollars to her. It's fucking accountants. It's fucking stagehands. It's fucking dancers. It's it's visual artists. It's tough. It's fucking engineers. So I kind of get the idea of where, you know, it goes back to, and I forget what show it was, but... It was based. Oh, I it was um, fresh off the boat, mm. and basically when Constance Wu made that comment about how you know like oh damn we've got re- renewed again and, and then she got got flack for that because yeah. they were like hey you know that you've got opportunities but look at everybody else around you True. once you, once you leave once that show doesn't get renewed all these people lose jobs it's a toughie and I kind of see the idea of Taylor Swift where the brand you know the brand is too big to fail but at the same time as an artist it'd be I'd, like I said it'd be cool if like like I said. You know, Miley, there was something with, I think it was Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and she came out there doing a rock song. Like, why can't Taylor Swift go out there doing that shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, Taylor Swift came out and played for fucking Pride, just to do, like, Shake It Off, I think it was. Well, like, why can't you just do a Pride Parade and, like, do, like, techno covers or something? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's enough space of her to kind of play with. She's got enough leeway where her fans will always be there. Her discography is golden. Yeah. She could always tour on those hits. If she kind of wants to still be this mega star, she needs to kind of figure out a way to kind of, you know, change it around and grow with the times. And, you know, just kind of making, you know, squashing with Katy Perry really isn't it. True. Yeah. True. But on uh, the, 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 the real pop, pop overlord, the modern day Michael Jackson, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the king of pop. You know, the modern day Prince, you know what I'm saying? Beyonce's Beyonce? <laughs> 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 and that was all tongue in cheek. But anyway, the, the, the man you love to hate, the supervillain, as we were discussing of it all. The Dr. Doom, oh, the man. Magneto, the Kingpin, the dark side of pop music. Drake dropped the hot, the hottest, the hottest video of 2019, which was the NBA Finals.
1: Shh, bro, <laughs> Drake didn't even put out a full album this year and he's still winning.
0: Drake Drake came out of nowhere. You know, he was out there chilling, you know. you know. Drake wasn't doing shit you know? and st- still winning. Well, definitely not doing shit because you know about him and his kid. But anyway... <laughs> Hiding a child. (laughs) You're hiding a child. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it was in some weird, fucked up way. The last two weeks have probably been the biggest two weeks Drake has had. It's how does it? How does my man have one of the biggest summers he's ever had, bro? With basically just he just released the songs like yesterday. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. Like, like, it it, it boggles the mind. I know we talk about Drake a lot on this podcast. I know like people are annoyed with Drake people were mad that the Toronto Raptors got to the finals because Drake was doing all this like meme shit. And they're like, man, like Drake is going to be insufferable, you know? And he just like, I I like and I was telling you before that we started pay- taping. It's like, it's almost like autopilot. He's just like who he is. And he's so popular. And all he does is so popular that it just goes everywhere. Like he doesn't have to do shit. Like it's, it's insane. Right. It's just, it's just so insane. Like, even the fact that he dropped two Lucy's this week and like now he got another top 10 billboard hit. These are Lucies. They're, yeah. they're not even like, like I thought, you know, cause you know, Toronto won the championship. That series was fucking incredible. Like I watched every game. It was really crazy. But people were like, oh, he's going to drop like a Raptors themed, you know, like
0: tribute, whatever.
1: No, he was talking about fucking LeBron James on half of the fucking track.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, it's it's <laughs> <laughs> um, DJ Premier confirmed it they, they were leftovers from Scorpion yeah. at least at least the Rick Ross yeah. one was at least so it's like but like I said it's, it doesn't make a difference it doesn't, it doesn't make, make a difference, difference. he's it able to flip it and still be on fucking my nightly news like, out there fucking kissing the fucking the championship fucking trophy uh, like he was out there well, playing so 40 minutes he's
1: on the team bus like he played yeah like he played the game he's like I've never seen that shit like Drake's on the team bus on the championship parade like, he's hitting three-pointers. Yeah, no,
0: it is crazy. And then what had me dying was the fact of where, like, in, in those celebrations, they were basically wearing Drake fucking merch. Yeah. and, so, and It's which all is, OVO merch. Which is going to put it on sale for, like, a buck fifty for a fucking yeah. hat. So it's like, how is this dude keep, like, how, how is bro, he getting away with this? Bro, I, <laughs> even, I even
1: know, because I was watching a press conference, like, the, their training center is called the OVO, like training center raptors ovo training center It's a it's it's crazy and like you know people were talking about like you know like drake shouldn't be on the championship bus and things like that but like there's an article i was reading or like maybe it's like a youtube video or whatever and talking about like like nba players don't want to play in toronto because like you have to play in a foreign country the taxes are higher You know, like the fucking like it's like 50 percent tax because like they tax the rich people like they should in Canada. Oh, nice. (laughs) For that free health care. Yeah, that's nice. (laughs) You You know, so like like all these things. So like a lot of players like they go up there and it's cold. It's cold as fuck. So they go up there. and Oh, and also, too, like their boys can't get across the border. You know,
0: which is which is very interesting, actually. But yeah. yeah, I feel like a lot of that ramped up post-Trump. Yeah. But I had a bachelor party, like even small like DUIs. Which, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, in America, it's a very small thing yeah. <laughs> for yeah. a lot of people. But yeah, once you have anything on your record, you can't go to Canada. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like like a lot of players, they would be like one and done. It's like, I mean, Kawhi is kind of a one and done, you know, like they, they'll go up and they'll do their thing and get their contract and then and they'll leave because they're like. They're not, you know, they're just not happy being in a foreign country, basically. But Drake has added, like, this, like, fire to the team and added this brand marketing and added all this fucking cachet and, like, create, like, this was, like, a local team in a foreign country. And now everybody knows the fucking Raptors. Like, he added kind of, like, that, that fight that, that fight to them. I'm not saying he's a responsible for the championship, but like, you know, he like morale is a big thing and, and team chemistry is a big thing. And like having Drake at you know at your back is it's a big thing. You oh, know? no, it's
0: huge. It's not and, like in the case of where you've got Jack like Jack Nicholson at the Lakers or Spike Lee at the Knicks, you know, those are cool. You know, the camera will put like, you know, the camera will aim at him in the game, they might come in and argue a little bit. It's cute, it's part of the game, it's like a mascot. Yeah. But what's crazy about Drake is if I was if I owned that team. Dude, I'd be, I'd have to give him a couple million dollars on the side. I'll tell yeah. him like, yo, you fucked this up. Like, yeah. like the, this merch is flying off. Like, it's he's and like I guess it's weird because everybody's like, he, everybody's winning. Like the team's winning. Yeah, he's winning just off the side of just because of that weird brand association. Like, and and like it's random because. Like, obviously, we know he likes ba- basketball in general because of LeBron, but it's nuts because I, I swear to God, maybe I'm not that much paying attention, but I sw- this motherfucker showed up like fucking like three weeks ago, basically. Yeah. Like, it was like he was there the whole fucking season, cheering, yada, yada, yada. It's like literally, you know, the fucking. <laughs> he just popped up one series before the fucking finals, and then suddenly it's just like, he, it's all about him. So it's even, that's even fucking bizarre.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's. And I don't know. I, like, again, like, I. I'm probably more fascinated by Drake than any other fucking pop star in the past, like shit, fifteen years, mm-hmm. like like even more than Beyonce, even more like like those Beyonce is kind of like he you know she had the machine, she had like you know, people, like, grooming her for this moment. Yeah,
0: and she's, and, yeah, and, and I didn't even take it away from her. No, it's like, not like yeah. take away from her, Like she's, she's still sworn in her own right, but yeah. I think she's following a very tried-and-true yeah. thing. Like, she's yeah. just doing it better than anybody else. Yeah. Like, the idea of having this big concert celebration is not unique. Yeah. But the idea of having a big concert celebration like that and, like, making it, you know, at that level is definitely something only Beyonce could pull off. Yeah. But Drake is doing it off this fucking corset like shenanigans. Literally off the cup. Yeah, what are we literally doing? Literally off the cop It's like a, like also
1: too like all the fucking meme shit, you know, basically um, like one day he wore like, cause Steph Curry's dad played for the Raptors uh-huh. and like apparently like, but he was like a bench player or something, some shit like that. And like, apparently he calls like some like jersey, like sports jersey trader at four in the morning. He's like, Hey, can you find like Steph Curry's dad's Raptors jersey <laughs> so I can wear it like to the game tomorrow? <laughs> And I guess they found the jersey, and like this dude had to drive up to Toronto from Brooklyn to <laughs> hand deliver the jersey for that game tonight. And it's like his name again. It's like this four in the morning. I'm high thoughts, and then he just like makes the shit happen. It's, it's 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 crazy. So I mean, those two tracks that he dropped too, like I said, they're Lucy's. They're typical Drake, but I feel like they're. I mean, I'm not mad at them.
0: No, they aren't bad. I I, I think it's and we we should probably have this discussion for another podcast, but it's interesting with Scorpion. I feel like and I don't wanna draw any other comparisons to other double albums because I feel like a lot of times as you mention these albums like, oh it sucked. But in hindsight, it really there was a really a lot of great things happening there. So it's not surprising that these songs from that session are they may not be hit hits, but they're still solid. Like I feel like it's an album that we I feel like it's a slightly underrated album and kind of got eclipsed by all the shenanigans around it. And the fact that it was a little overstuffed. But, you know, he was really working on a relatively high level, rapping-wise, at least. Yeah. And it kind of shows here also. Even though, like I said, it's, it is weird dated Lucy's. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and it just gets me hyped.
1: Like, the, the lines, like, I buy the buildings, all the buildings that close the doors on me. I'm like,
0: yeah! <laughs> I feel that! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> uh... Praise be, Mad Villain. <laughs> <laughs> Praise be the new Mad Villain. Ooh. And then I, I probably the only like for me the, the only other piece of news that was hilarious was a genius is suing Google, apparently for for biting lyrics. So <laughs> let's rewind a little bit. As we all know, generally, like the internet, you know, there's been. A, I feel like very early on, the internet has been a place where there's been a lot of music available. You know, a lot of music information, bands, live clips. Obviously, illegal music period has been around for a very long time on the internet. Yeah, so so it has lyrics. Usually done by you know fans who write it all up, share it on message boards, things like that. So I'm not gonna name any names, but rumor is a big company run by a bunch of douchebags basically grabbed all these lyrics that were out there that people worked on free labor, mm. compiled them on themselves. You know, somehow claiming that is theirs. You know, made a couple of deals with record companies, you know, not actually to get the real lyrics, but kept the lyrics kind of stole. Yeah. And are now suing Google because they felt like Google took their work, mm. even though they effectively took work from, you know. Oh, of course. You know, probably thousands of fans out there over the years. So, you know. And I fuck with Genius. <laughs> you do? I, I, I fuck, like nah, Genius. Fuck Genius. I, l- I like... <laughs>
1: I I like I like the fact that there's album there like I for Igor like I don't know what the fuck's going on and I need to know Like I need, I need to figure that shit out I go to Genius
0: oh, And I agree well, I, I'm not saying like They're not yeah. douchebags. bags yeah, I'm not saying thing. like They're it's, like
1: You know the, th- Those lyrics are stolen
0: They're the only game in town Like if I want to see Who produced a track The easiest place to find out Is to go on fucking Genius yeah. Because It's type in the album It shows you there There's no weird Because Wikipedia pages Could fail Lord knows The artists themselves Don't even know who produced a Track half time <laughs> So it's just easy To go to Genius To find it out But at the same time It's like a necessary evil Where they exist in a space Because nobody else Is in that space Space. and actually in the weird place you can almost make the argument they exist in a space only because they were able to kind of steal that shit because i'm pretty sure like you know all those years of rap lyrics being written down yada 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 somebody would have had the idea oh, to, no, put a, to put no, a wikipedia no, of it together like, like, i'm not saying like that yeah.
1: like the company's like built on fucking roses and, <laughs> and fairy tales like like but and it's actually kind of interesting too just because like lyrics are copyrighted and they're you know back in the day pre Genius there used to be all these like lyric sites you type in like your your song and you get like the lyrics and like what, and whatnot and basically the RIAA like shut all that shit down yep. and like you know like so now the only two players are Google and Genius like well-funded tech companies who can pay the fee, who can pay the fee, who can, you know, take the hit, you know? And it's really kind of crazy that, um, we're at this point where like, like they own the market basically. And now they hate each other. (laughs) Uh. So there might be some fucking injunction where they're like, Oh, well genius. You have to take down your lyrics or Google have to take down your lyrics (sighs) And we might lose it all. Yeah, I mean, off of a fucking dick measuring contest, yeah, basically between big corporates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean,
0: that's the future, guys. That's the future. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about I think the big album of 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 the week. You know, Mr. Goldlink. Is it? I guess so. It is. I think, oh, Sally and Madonna is probably the biggest album, but have we, have, I, I, have I, I ex- Exactly. It. Uh, I've heard two, th- I heard one that it's, a, it's probably her best album in years. Word. Which is not saying much. But like, then I've read something else where it's like, but it's still not that great. Yeah, Well. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'll probably still give it a listen to. I mean, it's like I said, she's, you know, hate her or love her. There's a reason why she's been around for this yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Mr. Gold Link, Mr. Gold Link, who came out. Gold Link. You know, for, for a critically acclaimed mixtape, quote unquote, because you can never tell nowadays what's what's what. But <laughs> called The Guy Complex, was basically focused around dance music, particularly around that selection sounds. And he's subsequently, I think, we're just like the third, no, the fourth release. He's had two major label releases, At S- What Cost. So
1: this is his yeah fifth. I mean, I guess like uh, official release. Yeah, but like I uh, would maybe second or third major label.
0: Yeah, second. Sec, it's the second major label. That much I know because last one was At What Cost is major label debut. Yeah. So um, so yeah, let's get into it. So this is called Diaspora. Um, the idea behind the album was to. Grab sounds from different places where, you know, where as as the diaspora goes, where black folks were, you know, unfairly taken and put to different places. Although I don't think it necessarily sticks to that theme because you do have, there's some Asian representation there from um, some K-pop dude rapping. So it's basically less strict about the theme of diaspora, but more about just making, and this is definitely a loaded term, particularly around rocket circles, a world music album. (laughs) <laughs> Think of Paul Simon, but with raps about bitches. <laughs> if Paul Simon was out there talking about Pusha T about that white, that's what this album is in 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 context. The crossover event of the summer. <laughs> it's like how can how can we fit bars <laughs> about freaking girls in the club, but make it work in Uganda? <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, I can see I can it. I can see it. Yeah. But um anyway, um, as we discussed, uh like a little bit off the record, you know, he Golden gets the kind of person where he came out, you know, with a very particular sound where, you know, me and Stone are huge fans of just dance music in general and dance and hip hop where they kind of intersect. Yeah. Um there's a lot of space that's just coming out a lot of great songs over the years, from Azalea Banks to like Jungle Brothers to yeah. and then it's the idea of where even though it's a it's a space that's ripe for ripe for just great music, it's like there's nothing really concrete that's come out of it as, as far as the movements concerned. Yeah. a lot of great songs, probably a couple of on the low seminal albums, but nothing as far as movements concerned. So Goldie kind of came out of that fucking. Like that world, but has slowly kind of changed to you know, let's say, of a well-rounded rapper in general. Yeah, and and, and not necessarily specifically dance music, but dan- well, definitely dancey. He had
1: that R and B detour. Yeah, as well too, because uh, and after that we didn't talk. Like that was like he sang for eighty percent of the album. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit unexpected. He has a good voice, like, yeah. you know. You can you can work it, but a little bit unexpected. So he did that little detour, but yeah, his last album was like for the most part a pure hip hop album. Yeah, yeah,
0: crew love everything else. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and and you know, yeah, I'm I'm you know I'm the same way. Like the guy complex is great. He has a a shit ton of Lucys that are just you know he just he was jumping on every fucking
0: EDM producer <laughs> <laughs> track on SoundCloud just starting it up on the on the on the web
1: <laughs> yeah like 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 his his collection of like you know like just random tracks is amazing uh, and also too when like when he connected with like Kate Tronada like that that was gold to me um, and yeah he's to me he's been kind of like I wouldn't say disappointing ever since but. He's walked away from that sound. And I'm actually, like, really curious as to why, like, you know, if I ever get to interview Go Link, like, I'll just kind of ask him, like, hey, you know, like, like, what was it about that that you made you go towards it? And what made you, like, run away? You know? <laughs> um, and then, like, his last album, At Cost, was Cost, was for the most part, like, you, you know, I understand the backstory is a tribute to like, you know, living in DC. So there's like like go-go influences and it was like more of a straight ahead hip hop album. Um I didn't get to finish this album because I was listening to it at work and then I was getting like pulled away. So I'll listen to like maybe one track and then I have to like do something, or I would know, get back, put my headphones on, listen to, like thirty seconds of another another track and do something. But so I I can't give like a full complete review. But I do have to say, from what I heard, I was thoroughly entertained and really impressed.
0: Oh, you know, it's it's definitely I won't say return to form because I, I like I'm not gonna say like as if he's changed, but by obviously exploring you know the concept of diaspora, he kind of channeled more into the dance music. So yeah. you've got your definitely definitely heavy Afrobeat yep. vibe to it. Everything is more up tempo. You know, there's a couple of songs that are more R&B, but even them, even those songs are songs that wouldn't be out of the place in the club. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he's kind of returned more to his club roots. You know, definitely not as pigeonholed as this whole election stuff. And I don't even want to call that pigeonholed per se, but it's definitely something where it could fit into a selection set if you wanted to. Yeah, or it could be played at like you know your regular hip hop night at you know the local 20, 21, 22, 23 year old club. Yeah, you know, so it's a, it's a good balance of both. I mean, for me, and I think I'm on the same place as you when I first heard the album. You know, I wasn't paying that much attention to it. So I was like, well, where are, where where's that selection heat? Where's those deep, you know, Cachinata fucking funky bass lines and that little, little doom doom doom?" Yep. and uh, you know, I kinda had to give it a more listen and it's definitely there. I-, I think is the idea and and maybe it's me, is it kinda had to like you know, I, I struggle because like I actually liked the album a lot. I probably gave it a listen to maybe four or five times over the past couple of days, yeah. and I've kind of come around to it. I think it's the idea of where, like you said, it's it's you kind of see an artist going one way, and you see them doing well with that one way, and you wonder why they've changed a little bit because I still think there's a classic in him. There's a classic record in him. Yeah. But I I, I it makes you wonder if that classic record cuz like again, I want to get into this more. This is a good album. This is this is definitely a solid good even at times great album. There's a lot of surprise moments in here. But uh, it makes you wonder, because like I said, for me, where I thought he was next was that fucking, when he was in that, when he's in that club zone, he's fucking unfadeable. Yeah. And so, like I said, I think I had to let that go for the first couple of listens, because it is club music, but not specifically that. Like I said, it's, it's, it's stuff where sometimes it's a little more down tempo, sometimes it's a little more hip hop. But... The vibe is still there.
1: Yeah, it's the closest he's you're probably gonna get. Yeah, it's the closest he's probably gonna get back to like you know God Complex and some of the other stuff he was doing. Um, I have a question for you. If this wasn't a Gold Link album, would you still feel the same way?
0: Oh, that's the thing. I agree <laughs> with you. No, I I would. If, if this if this album if this first heard this album, I'd be like, Yo, Gold Link is fucking awesome. I was like, yo, no, this yeah. is fucking hot. Yo, yeah. this guy's next it's just the idea like I said it's, it's hard it's, it's, it makes you it's the idea where you start looking at yourself not necessarily as a critic but more of a fan where it's like you know the fact that he wanted to go that way is his right like he's just like yo I don't no, you know, I'm yeah. sick of this club music I've been doing all these fucking remixes for the past fucking two years give me some fucking some R&B shit to, to, to sing over and I can get mad at him as, as his right as an artist that's how he wants to grow yeah. we, we spent the beginning of this fucking podcast nailing Taylor Swift <laughs> <laughs> for not fucking expanding but at the same time, you there was such greatness. There's greatness when he hops on the club track. Yeah, and you see that greatness here a lot of times in this album. That you kind of wish he just kind of focused on that greatness. Yeah. But that said, you know, there's some great shit here. Um, there's a track of Taylor. I mean, Taylor. Wow, Taylor, Taylor, the creator, a blonde white man from Minnesota. <laughs> 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 so Taylor, the creator. Uh, no, like uh, there's a track of like like with Tyler where. Like it's 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 basically like this Afrobeat track. Yeah. But Tyler comes in there smooth as shit. Yeah. You're in the fucking and it's gorgeous because you didn't even think he had it in him, even though don't get me wrong. And it's weird because like his whole st- his whole stick now is basically doing R and B songs. Yeah. So it's weird for him to come and attack that song, not as an R and B a person in R and B or in the Neptune tradition, but like the guest rappers, the guest street rappers that yeah. we kinda call up yeah. and nail the landing. So yeah. it's probably one of my favorite fucking as far as flows and verses of this like like that, like poof, I didn't know he had it in him. Yeah. Um but and probably my probably my favorite verse that he's dropped this year overall. It's just a smooth little party ass verse. It reminds yeah. me of like fucking May 19. Um There's evil and then like as far as the beats are concerned, there's a part of the album where it gets a little more hip hoppy. But a lot of the samples have like a little bit of like soul action scene to them. So basically, mm-hmm. from the freestyle on, like let's say uh, the Tiff freestyle, Rumble, and to a certain extent, Swoosh, there's these even though it's hip hop, there's these little pretty samples in the background that kind of remind you of like that whole yeah. future soul vibe. So that's dope. Like it's it's really a great and and like and what's great about the album is so going back to the idea of world music. So there's a reason why we kind of cracked the joke about it. It's because usually when you have a world music album, that's just always trash. Yeah. You know, like, the, the world music is why Sting sucks. Sting, you know, like, like why the police is dead and Sting sucks. It's, it's you know, it's why we, you know, we like Vampire Weekend, but we secretly secretly laugh at them <laughs> behind their backs. But they're not world music. <laughs> well, they're indie. Well, they're that, 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 in the indie section. I make an argument that that, that African guitar was quite heavy <laughs> in those first couple of I records. I know, but I'm just
1: telling you, saying, like, when you're in the record store. Oh, yeah, true. It's, it is an indie. It it's is an, an indie. indie. It is
0: an indie. True. true very yeah, true. Is yeah, that yeah, correct? yeah, yeah. And what's cool about this is I think, what makes this album in a weird way a triumph is the idea is every time somebody's tried this, they failed because they've tried too hard. They're like, all right, I'm gonna have, and you saw this a lot. it's you know what it is. You saw this a lot in the 90s and the arts with a lot of reggae crossover shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Where you'd have these tracks come in there and it's like, all right, here's a reggae song or my actually no. So in the 90s was reggae. The arts was fucking Spanish guitar. Yep. Holy fucking shit! How many Spanish guitar songs did we need to have out there? And then so it was always kind of pandering, kind of felt inauthentic. Where here, like he literally has an album like a song called Spanish Song, <laughs> and there's a Spanish vibe to it. But it's not like, like literally like that's how much
1: fucking <laughs> I, just, I just want to make a song called please put me on the Spanish playlist, <laughs> sir, Mr.
0: Spotify, sir, no imagination with the title. But, like, even that, <laughs> he, like, he puts it on there and it stays in finished lane, so it's not like, all right, his the words Spanish guitar, his the reggaeton beat. It's still Spanish influence, but still firmly a fucking a Gold Link song. Yeah. And I think that's what makes this album a triumph, where it's not like, you know, he's got these beats and these guests that are coming here doing some crazy-ass foreign shit. Like, um, one of my favorite tracks is a song called Rumble, so it's basically got this K-pop dude who raps, And he comes in there and you could have easily like, you know, it's not hard to envision a, a place where, you know, some rapper, you know, like, here's my you know says something off color about like chinky eyes and it's a weird fucked up Wu-Tang sample yeah. and you know it's something so pandery and, and basically racist I'd be like what the fuck but no the song goes he comes in and drops a little dope ass flow and drops out and there's no mention you know what I'm saying he may I think he name checks a couple things about like Chinese tags but there's no pandering he's just like yo this dude's dope I'm putting on my, rac- on my record cool come on here yeah. this beat's dope oh this beat's fucking Afrobeat put on my record there's nothing pandery here and I think it's probably and this is a Across all fucking music, by the way, it's probably the first quote unquote album I heard for world music theme that's not corny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that itself was a fucking triumph.
1: Yeah, well, I I think like world music now is just you know like again like like back in the day quote unquote world music was like that shit that was in the back of the record store, <laughs> and now again you know like you have all like. Like it's a playlist generation. So you have like all of these different sounds, all these different languages, and people don't care if the beat's hot. Yeah. People
0: don't care. You you know? Yeah. So yeah. like Gold Link is embracing that
1: and I'm not mad.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. And like I said, it's something where and like and like you had a point. If if I'm trying to and I think it took me a couple of listens, I'm trying to trying to judge it as an album itself, and as an album itself, it's fire. I can't be mad. Yeah. Like I said, I just kind of wish, you know, deep down inside, just because, you know, I'm a fan of the old stuff. <laughs> OG Gold Link, you know what I'm saying? 2015, son. You know what I'm saying? Back then, I just kind of wish that, you know, I, I see that album in him, and I kind of hope that maybe it's a side project. Maybe the, the more his riches go up, that suddenly he'll be like, all right, I'm going to throw this on there instead. You know, I'm going to have this little EP, yeah. another mixtape. You know, but, like I said, it's a dope album, and it's something where, and I, and what I like about it is going back, you know what's a good comparison? Calvin Harris. Yeah. The, the, like his album last year, where it's just a great little summer ass barbecue album. That's this.
1: Uh, bro, like a Calvin Harris Gold Link Connect?
0: Oh, it'd be, it'd be Flames. Yeah. Fire. yeah and, and, Fire. I, and I'm and i hoping that that'll happen I think it's something where and you know in general I think it's why it's interesting where I know he had a lot of Katrina beats I really do think for he needs an album with like a forward-thinking like dancy producer like just him and just trading mp3s for a couple of months and that's it I, and that shit will be fucking that should be fucking do yeah damage.
1: but I I feel I feel like he it's wishful thinking fan mm. I, th- I think he's like that era of gold link I think it's over the only question is just like why, like I, I I think I'm at the point where I'm living with it, right? Like I'm like you know you could have been that dude that really bridged this culture, and there's like 2019, 2018 is like the year to do it, where nobody cares about genre, nobody cares about whatever, like you know people like there's like that whole like house music thing with Disclosure, Adele Banks and things like that, like. Where like they're getting on the radio, like you had that opportunity. Okay, it's no longer there. You walked away. Just want to know why. Yeah, but I'm gonna appreciate what he what he has now
0: because I'm, I'm gonna go after stage, you know, behind stage. Goldens gonna come out from the back, you know, performed thousands of crowds. I'll be out there holding, I guess, maybe my fake printed out <laughs> <laughs> the God Complex fucking LP in my hand, crying. <laughs> Like, why sign it, man? Why you change the sound, bro? I love this record. Now you've changed. Why? Just tell me why.
1: Anyway. And on that note. On that note, people.
0: Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. As always. As we disparage Gold Link and Taylor Swift in the same podcast. Who know, else is right? doing that? Who else is doing Who that? Who and, and we like Gold Link. We I, fucking love... I, I, this, I was Flames and I'm still like, nah, man, he could do better. See? Is there another...
1: Oh, like... Fucking podcast
0: where two straight black men talk about Taylor Swift. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. That's that's a rarity. That's a rarity. We we bring you the fire. Yeah, we, we bring you the fire that is Taylor Swift heat. Premium goods. <laughs> but as usual, thanks for listening, folks. Click the like. Give it, leave us comments. Subscribe. Subscribe, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace.